every time I come in the kitchen, you in the kitchen, in the goddamn refrigerator. I sure am hungry. Welcome everybody to the Morning Dinner Podcast. Today we got Mr. Dalton Campbell in the house. What's up everybody? Dude, give us a little intro, man. Like, who are you? Like, what do you do? Because uh, we wanted to have you specifically on this podcast. Kind of get your perspective on what it is you do and, you know, kind of like how long you've been doing it. Totally, man. Um, yeah, so I guess creative visual artist, I guess, um, creative director, whatever you want to call it. Um, I started out as a filmmaker and then kind of got more versatile. So then I started to label myself as a creative director because I could do more than just, you know, film and edit and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Uh, but I do everything, man. I, I film, edit. Um, I live inside Premiere pretty much. Like literally I live in Premiere and After Effects. And also I use a lot of audition for editing audio for interviews. And then I just started using Ableton Live. Um, so now I'm like, if I'm not in Premiere, I'm in Ableton. So I'm like always in the computer. Is that for like music producing? Yeah, just for fun. Oh, okay. um, I just like, I don't know, man. I don't know about you guys, but I like to jam out. So How long have you been producing for? Um, I don't know, man. I've been using Ableton for about three or four months. Not mm. that long. I wouldn't really call myself a producer. I did, um, I did I like notice. I like making cinematics. I did notice because I do follow you like on Facebook and I see you mm-hmm. post those those jams, bro. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, all the time, like, the- like um, I don't know. I'm really into like cinematic stuff. Mm. So like Odessa, um, Chet Porter, like all like cinematic, like electronic stuff. Do you ever like produce um, something like just bird stuff? Do you ever produce something just like or like put like together a mix based on like a current mood that you're feeling like an inspiration? Like a um, that's kind of why I started doing it. So I, I don't know if you guys go on Vimeo that much, but Vimeo did a really awesome documentary. And by the way, I'm a Vimeo guy, not really use YouTube that much. Yeah, um, they're both great platforms. But I just I've been using Vimeo for a long time and never. That's really kind of how I feel YouTube about. Thing. That's kind of how I feel about like the whole. Uh, have you ever heard of this uh, platform called Ello? Uh huh. Ello and so if you go on on this app called Ello, it's like basically like an Instagram, but it's usually for like people who do photography and do like creative stuff. And it's oh, not even oh, just cool. it's not even just photographers, but it's also like like painters, people who paint or who do any, like quick little GIF animations, like people who really take the time to sit down and create wow, something. Like Behance? Yeah, kind of like be yeah. yeah. Actually, Behance, you can, very Behance has yeah. Only, that would probably only fire be, on there. You only find fire on Behance. That would probably be a better example because nobody heard yeah. no, nobody's heard of. Ello. I still like Vimeo a shit ton because I'd be watching such good videos. Totally, man. All yeah, time. I definitely feel um, like YouTube. I'll get trapped in this hole of like recommended, like some drama or some like whatever or some cheesy funny. Like I, I get I get stuck in ten hours of dank memes. Sometimes, <laughs> you know, like I'm a funny goofy guy. But I feel like when I watch Vimeo, I get really inspired. Right when I watch a video on Vimeo, and there, like I said, no, there's no offense to YouTube. It's just YouTube's a little different type of content versus Vimeo for me personally. Mm-hmm. Vimeo, I watch a video and I'll be like, oh man, I'd be like, how did he get that camera shot like that or how did he color his video like that? Or how did he do this? And then I'll start communicating with people on there and messaging them, asking them how they did certain things and learning info. Where on YouTube, it's like different. I kind of just watch stuff to laugh or to like chill, be funny. It's a little bit more and saturated. I, totally. And I pull more inspiration from Vimeo. But back to the story, we're like getting sidetracked here. <laughs> uh, oh, so Vimeo put this really cool documentary out called Make. And it's this really dope documentary. It. Dude, I it's so it. inspiring. If anyone hasn't anyone has seen it, you've seen it. But it's amazing. But one of the guys in there who is a creative director, he's a filmmaker and an editor. Mm-hmm. I noticed that he would pull a guitar and plug it in in Ableton and make his own scores on tracks, like basic stuff. And he's not like an EDM producer or anything, mm-hmm. you know, just like basic plucks. And he would like extend them and slow them down. And I'm like, dude, that is such an awesome arsenal to add to your like um, to your videos or, you know, whatever, your portfolio, whatever you want to call it. So I just got a guitar, got Ableton. And then like I just like put it and I even got a machine MK2. Which is like massive. So I started learning how to make like Odessa chords the other day, bunch of stuff like that. But it's mainly I just like messing around making cinematic stuff. Mm. But yeah, I would say mood influences it. Definitely mood, you know, um, 
just like but really cinematic electronic is like my style like san holo bitbird type stuff yeah i think the first time i heard of of, of like cinematic music was when i went on on the music bed dude music bed's the best website in my opinion when when i started doing weddings is when i had to like start like how do you how do you find music that you can use you know what i mean it costs money, but it's the best. It's not a lot of money. It's like it's, it's like not. fifty bucks. Fifty bucks a song, and, and if now, you get a five song, five use license, it's hundred bucks. Yeah. Come on, man. You can use. Well, don't, don't they have like a membership, like a monthly membership now? Oh, I didn't see I think, that. I think the Upgrade. last time, yeah, the last time I checked it out, they were doing like a, like a, thirty or forty dollar a month subscription. That's and really you can rad. Use, you can use as many songs as you wanted. Dude, that is. That's like Creative Cloud, but yeah. with music. That's amazing. All these I like stock, st- <laughs> all these stock video sites are killing in stock photo sites and everything. Film Supply, like, man. Um, I wanted to apply to do, put, add stuff on Film Supply. Have you seen checked out Film Supply yet? Uh, they're they're an assets website, Dude, aren't they? They are killing it. I don't know. They're partners with Musicbed. Film Supply. They're yeah, yeah, Musicbed. Yeah, they, they they create assets, don't they? Like. They, it's just like a stock footage website, but it's there, like, that's what it is. But it's like, <laughs> like assets. But like not your normal like. Oh, um, girl sipping tea with a window in the background. It's or like, like very specific. A hand moving on an iPhone. Like, no, no, yeah. no. It's like people wearing like cool... Am I allowed to cuss? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. People wearing like cool shit, like fashionable, like modern hip. And they're like doing like weird ass dance moves. Like it's just cinematic, like stuff you would see. It, in it's more videos. stuff that you, that is not so much corporate, but more like kind of Not corporate like at all. Super flavorful. The, Lots of flavor, yeah. taste, Vimeo type stuff. So a lot of these guys, they'll do a project and they'll license it to Film Supply and Film Supply will take all their other footage and license it for them so you're just like it's a really cool so if you're stuck and you're like man i needed some cool shots whatever look up film supply it costs money but it's like the most awesome i was gonna say do they have a membership or is that kind of like per clip you know what i don't know it's a great question um i need to look into it more man that's that's a really good question yeah and that that could be a big impact on like a lot of people's futures like filmers and stuff Mm -hmm. because you know if, if they have a bunch of really awesome amazing stuff that beats all other websites like why you know you, people start hiring less filmers and start grabbing just more content and That's creating true. from there have you have you always been in, in vegas or where are you originally from? no i'm from um texas originally so okay born in a really t- small town called um greenville texas which no one's probably ever heard of nope um <laughs> green, you said greensville green greenville okay what part yeah. of texas would it be in so greenville i guess is like in the south it's like i don't know i would say like an hour from dallas mm-hmm. an hour and a half mm-hmm. everyone mostly knows where dallas is it's kind of yeah. like I don't know, southern, middle-ish, mm-hmm. um, eastern area. I don't know, man. That's a great question. Um, I don't really know. But I was there like pretty much my whole life. And then I uh, moved to Vegas, man, when I was 21 well, for well, no reason. I was going to say, what was the reason they made you move to Vegas? Yeah, man. So seems- um, I've always been like really independent. So like uh, my parents are really cool and stuff. But I kind of like did my own thing right out of high school. Mm-hmm. I just like – I was one of those people, man. I just had to like get out and like be independent. And learn a lot of things the hard way and stuff. But um, I don't know. I was just like, I worked at this restaurant and I had like a, like a very basic like relationship and a, like, I don't know. I feel like my life was like not complete. Yeah. Like I was in this routine of like working, making good money and it was cool. Hanging out with friends. But I was like, man, there's something missing. And I'm like, I just feel like this is, I don't want to be a waiter when I'm like 60 years old, you know, yeah. whatever. And there's no offense to people that are waiters. I just didn't want to do it personally and be that. Some people, like, some people find different uh, things that make them happy in life, bro. Like for some totally. people, 100%. for some people, all they want to do is they, they want to find that job that they can put up with. They want to get married and they want to have kids. And yeah, they want to have a car and a house. Like that, that's their dream. And I always say like whatever makes you happy, because you at the end of the day you have to live with your life. So yeah. if that truly makes you happy. Like bro, you could be somebody who's like make, who's a janitor. If that job fulfills you. And if you got you, your headphones on and you're jamming and you're yeah. doing your thing and sweeping up, yeah, you can't be mad. So be it. 
You you, you're you're essentially like you're you're winning at the end of the day. Like mm-hmm. you're like you you're probably happier than the guy who made millions. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. That's such a like big crazy like. That's fact true. Of life. I mean, we've talked about this multiple times on the podcast, but it's what you love to do because you can't fake the funk. You can't lie totally. to yourself. Yeah, you're right, man. So real quick before we get sidetracked again. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. oh yeah. What's so you- uh. How did you end up like getting started with video? Like, how did that happen? Totally, man. Um, so yeah, I moved to Vegas. My friend had a house here. I literally had like no money. I waited tables for about a year. Um, at Maggiano's in the Strip. It's mm-hmm. a fashion show. But I've been with the company like four years. But anyways, just turned out one of those things where I was dating someone who worked there, and it was just like one of those things where you don't dip your pen in the company ink. I guess is like the quote. Yeah. But um, yeah, I just I got fired for like a dumb reason for not ringing in a cup of soup or something. Mm. And I got fired and I always, so what started, I always filmed the homies riding BMX. I've always rode BMX since I was like 12 or something. So that's what got so, you kind yeah, of So yeah, BMX and skate scene, if anyone knows. So before anything, what camera were you using? Oh, um, actually, man, if you want to take it way back, um, I had a, when I was like 14, I had, a, it was like a VHS. Yes. Like my mom's camera. That's how Whatever I my mom had, man. I didn't, yeah. So then you buy like the fake fish eye that like screws yeah, on. Yeah, the shitty ass And one. it would like have the big like warp on the end and the black circle in it. Is that yeah, the man. one? Is that that lens that Optic, back in the day you had to flip the lens around? Uh, oh, there was a couple. Optic I'm, made one, I think, that was like a screw on fish eye, which is like not, if we know, anyone knows, not yeah. true fish eye. But yeah, man, I used to film like the homies riding BMX and stuff like, and I would make iMovie. And cool thing is the first thing I would do is when, uh, it was when um, LimeWire just came out. Oh. And the first, remember guys remember LimeWire days? Yeah, and everything. Good old times. First thing I got was like um, Sony, uh, not Sony, it was um, Premiere 4.1 or something like that. Oh, shit. Old Premiere, dude. You were this able one. to download Premiere on LimeWire? Dude, someone had bro, Premiere on LimeWire. I couldn't even, one. I couldn't even get a freaking MP3, bro. Oh, like it would they, take they, me it forever. Would take forever, yeah. My mom had the slowest dial-up, you know, the... Bro. You know, and the I'd, cheapest Dell. I'd always try to find <laughs> skate videos and it'd be pornos, bro, and I'd be so salty. Like, yeah, man, all right, man. those pornos will get you. That's probably, that's probably <laughs> yeah, what got me. Like oh, Batman. That's probably what got me, got me looking at porn in the first place is LimeWire, bro. Because yeah, no, I didn't the know where LimeWire, to get it before dude. that. Yeah, I would just search for like weird song names. Yeah, so I edit, I would download, I got Premiere, uh, Premiere for like 4.1, which it looks insanely <laughs> difficult like it looks like a spaceship <laughs> yeah like, launching like, like oh, what, is going, what do these buttons do what, it wasn't very user friendly and i found some bmx videos and i would download bmx videos put them in premiere and, and re-edit them myself that's to crazy. new music that's like what got me started i'm like this is really dope like most people don't don't like ed- either enjoy yeah. editing or you don't yeah so i don't know why man i just like i found i loved it i loved being able to create take something visual and move it around and, and make it how I wanted it to be or whatever, you know, move it around. That's crazy. So and the first that content that you were creating wasn't was like even 14, like, 14, 15, it was, but it wasn't even like your own content. Like you no. were so, you were so driven by creating something new that even if you hadn't shot it, you would still edit it and make something new. I yeah. wanted to make something, man. That's kind of how like some people do AMVs, huh? Mm-hmm. Remember, yeah, remember? exactly. I, I had a home girl that I met in Cali and she told me that, that, that she got started in video because she was doing AMVs. So she was taking like, like these anime clips from mm-hmm. these anime shows and then adding those which is crazy because that's how i got into anime in the first place because i would look like lincoln park songs or whatever and then i started (laughs) dragon ball z fighting and everything oh man so that's what got me in anime but that's tight sorry sorry no no it's cool man so i did that and then but that was like way before i knew it was gonna be a career i was like 14 yeah you know i didn't start filming full-time taking serious i was about 22 Mm -hmm. i see i'm 29 now so it's been about seven years so yeah about 22 anyways long story short i got fired and my friends like dude you should just film like you're good at it but like taking that leap from a nine to five or whatever you want to call it. But I, dude, I made really good money. I make like 400 bucks cash a night. 
Now, so, was that was that in Vegas crazy. or was that in Texas? No, here in Vegas. Oh, here. Texas, here in Vegas. was like a little less. You okay. make a lot more being a server on the strip. Okay. But like, dude, I just made like good money, you know, and I was like, man, I don't know. And I tried to get unemployment and they said I broke company policy. So I didn't even have unemployment to fall back Fuck. on. I literally just got like 400, here's 400 bucks a night and I have no savings, nothing and just cut it off. And they're like, okay, now like go out and film. Like, what the heck am I supposed to do? I don't know how to film. I don't know how to charge people. I didn't go to film school. I didn't, you know, I didn't know yeah. any of this. So basically what I did was I had a GH1. So if anyone remembers the GH1, it was one of the first yeah. DSLRs to do photo, raw photo and decent video. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it was like 1080 or 720, which is a huge deal seven years ago. Because yeah. DSLRs... Wait, you just started video. seven years ago? Yeah, seven years ago. Wow. So, I mean, then, yeah, because I... Yeah, that's, I was 22. That's like the same time, like, I think I kind of started. 2012, 2013 Okay, so maybe I'm... Because I think the first camera that I had was a Canon XHA1. It was DV tape. But that was in, like, Whoa. 2011. This was my first, like, oh, my own camera. Yeah, like yeah. a nice yeah. DSLR. Yeah, yeah, like a GH1. And um, I just, like, dude, I basically went around downtown, and I just started asking people if I could film stuff. Like, I would film homies. Yo, film anything, man, whatever. I would do anything, dude. I, it was to a point where... Um, I would like just tell people I'll film you and they'd be like how much I'd be like whatever you can give me That's like, right. I was That's so broke starts, dude man. yeah I literally had just enough money when I got fired to pay rent for three months like rent was like 300 bucks and I had like 900 bucks and literally I'm like I'm, I could either quit and go home and go back to my parents I'm like, or I can pay rent for three months and try it out so I tried it man I paid rent for three months ate ramen noodles like every day was broke couldn't afford anything couldn't hang out i was on youtube learning how to edit learning this yes. learning that and i was just grinding was there anyone that you like prefer to learn from or that you like yeah totally so big inspirations would be joe simon who's a bmx filmer that upgraded and started doing like these crazy cinematic weddings and now he does like commercials for carnival cruise and mm-hmm. and he's featured at nab every year like he he does like toxic cannon booths like the dude's like insanely creative so i thought it was cool to see someone that went from bmx background to like different things yeah and i'm like dude that's cool this is a really good guide for me to like follow him and then liam underwood who was skrillex's filmer so liam underwood does a bunch of stuff for like alsa but i was like really into his style I'm like man this is so cool because i was really into raw cinematic clips mm-hmm. so i really love the feeling of like handheld a little bit of shakiness like sometimes you just the, the moment is so raw it doesn't need to be perfect it's just a yeah. moment yes and you know it gives you a feeling when you watch that clip you're like oh it like gives you goosebumps you're like oh man like there's just certain things that you can create and some things you can't recreate. And I was really interested in styles really raw. It would show like Skrillex would be like fast cuts. It'd yeah. be like Skrillex in the back of a tuk-tuk, Skrillex watching fireworks, Skrillex DJing. There was no music. It was just raw clips of raw audio going cut, cut, cut. And I'm like, this is so So was he kind of dope. one of the ones that started the whole like how most people film EDM artists and whatnot? Um, I like, would say that he was the most cinematic recap guy. Yeah. Totally, 100%. If you don't know his stuff, look him up. Liam Underwood, amazing stuff. Look up... Um, Skrillex in Mexico. That was my oh, biggest okay, I remember that. inspiration for doing nightlife stuff. And I hadn't done nightlife stuff yet, and I watched Skrillex in Mexico, and I'm like, whoa, this is sick. It's Wait, so like that was a like movie. 2012? It was probably like 2013, okay. 14, you know, after like a year maybe. Yeah. Because I didn't start shooting like nightlife stuff until later. Mm. Um, but yeah, I just went around and shot stuff for free. And dude, I almost gave up. I was like broke. I had $2 in my bank account. I rode the bus to every gig, like anywhere I could. I was didn't have a car. Like I was so broke. And my account was like going about to go negative, and I got lucky, man. And my first ever client was like insert coins, yes. and they were like, "Cool, um, hey man, there was a BMX slash nightlife event there um, for like Labor Day or something." I'm like, oh, cool. And they're like, "Cool, hey, we like your stuff." They had seen some BMX videos. I was filming the homies, you know, just trying to get like twenty bucks here, or five yeah. bucks here, so I could eat. 
That's then they crazy. were like, oh, dope. Um, we'll give you 300 bucks for a video. And I'm like, what? I'm like, I'm rich. Wait, so what, I was like, like, was, like was um, your, Dragon Ball bank? Z, like when he's like on fire and he's like, this isn't even my final. <laughs> he's like, that's shit. how I felt in that that's moment. Tight. 300 bucks, man. Wait, so was, was that your first paying gig? For that was my first like legit paying gig. And what's funny is I had Sony Vegas, the hacked one. Yes. And I had a really crappy Dell and I had the GH1. And I was so excited after I filmed the event, I went home to edit and my computer was so slow that I would have to, if I wanted to see a cut, I would have to export five seconds and then watch it and then go back and then cut it and then export it. So I didn't have like, I couldn't render my computer was so slow. I'd actually export pieces that I wanted to see cuts of. So I literally wow. spent like probably triple the amount of time working on it that a normal person would work on. Well, and I had it ready in the morning and they were like, what? It does trip like, me out a little <laughs> bit, man. Like everything I'm hearing is exactly what I had to go through. You oh know what yeah, I mean? like, yeah, yeah. Not as good as, cause I think when we met that one time in uh, Insert Coins, mm -hmm. like I think you were telling me about like neat video and I was like, what? It Neat video. Oh, that's right. The, the grainer like, just oh, came out of noise. Like, I was like, damn, yeah. this fool giving me all the tips. Because everybody <laughs> yeah, else man. I used to work with was like, nah, I'm not going to tell you. Dude, anything. that's how it is, like, man. A lot of people in the industry are like, they're not cool, but it's like, it's free knowledge. But um, yeah, man, I'm all about the information. So you went from working as a as a waiter to straight free Dude, I, right? I've had so many jobs. I think I mentioned to you earlier before the podcast, but I've literally been... Um, I've worked my whole life, man. My parents owned pizza restaurants when I was like, since I was four years old. So I've always worked like on weekends, always. Like my dad's like, you want to go to the movies? Cool. I'm like, yo, dad, my friend's going to movies, 20 bucks. He's like, yeah, go pick the weeds out of the front yard. I'm like, all right. Like, so I go pick the weeds, you know, but I was just learning that mentality of like work hard, get paid kind of thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, That's really good. But um, yeah, I would say, what was the question again? I got, so, I so, so you went from being a waiter to yeah, straight, so up, straight dude, up I've been a dishwasher at restaurants. I've been a pizza delivery guy. I've been a manager. Dang. I used to stock the shelves at Bath and Body Works. I used to push the button for roller coasters at Six Flags. I've done, you know, when you go to Six Flags, they got little kitty rides, the airplanes. Yeah. I used to be the airplane operator guy, man. Oh, Wearing, man. like, khaki How do you even like, get that job, <laughs> bro? Dude, you don't I've want always, that job. I've always wondered, like, how does how that person You don't want there? that job, man. The, the the ride has a little thing in it, a little thing. So when they, it spins circles, the kids, when they pull the handle, it goes up. And the kids, you know, get happy. And their parents are like, yeah, well, some of the kids don't know. So parents would yell at me. It'd be, like, spinning in circles. And then the kid would be sitting there like this, and the other kids, you know, airplanes would be going up, and one kid's airplane, they'd be like, hey, man, make that make that airplane go up. Like, what the... You know, now I get yelled at, dude, by, like, uh, angry parents at Six Flags. Like, was, was there any job that you would say, like, let, let's say you never found your passion for video. Let's say you never had mm -hmm. a passion for video or anything creative. Was there any job that you had in your past that you can see yourself working at? For waiting tables, dude. Waiting tables. I will do. I would have done that till the day I die. If I only really? got fired, it was the best and worst thing that happened to me. Cause like worst thing is like at that time I thought I was doing amazing in life. I was making good money and had good friends. I was like, man, this is cool. I live in Vegas. Like, cause I'm not from Vegas, so moving yeah. here was really cool. And then, um, but yeah, that's like the best thing that happened to me. And then I ended up, um, my client ended up going back like two or three years later when I started like becoming decently successful. And I saw the manager who fired me. Mm. And I thanked him for firing me. I was like, dude, thanks, man. He's like, you like, straight up just went up to his face and said, uh, thank not, you. Not, he came to the table because everyone like remembered me. Yeah. Because they were like surprised when I got fired. People were like, what? Why'd you get fired, man? Like, you're like, you're cool. You're always on time. And, you know, cause I got fired for a dumb reason. But, you know, he came out to the table and asked me how I was doing. I'm like, dude, I'm doing great, man. I'm like, ever since you fired me, I'm like, 
this is one of my clients right here. I'm like, you know, meet my client, client, me a manager who fired me mm. three years ago. And I'm like, dude. That's such a baller move. Yeah. I feel like. like so I know. It's and kind I was of like running into your ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Dude, and then he, like, you see that, hey, look at my new girlfriend. Hey, look at my look new at girl. Her. New you girl, who it is? Yeah. I was like, new job, who it is? <laughs> um, anyways, he was sitting there like looking, you know, you could tell that he was like cringing to smile. And I was like, dude, I'm like killing it. I'm like, my client's taking me out. I'm getting paid yeah. to do what I love now, man. I'm like, thanks to you. If you would have never fired me i'm like i would probably still be waiting tables so that would be my answer i'd probably be like customer service like waiting tables or something like that because i like people damn we would probably still be working at cashman wow. yeah man where do you where did you guys come from let me hear your backstory let's hear your backstory keem well my first job ever was at radio shack nice and i can attest to the to the to the old quote that says uh you you know how they say you 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 have questions we have answers yeah there's an there's an actually more accurate version that says you got questions we got blank stares <laughs> they would ask you guys stuff that you didn't there know was no, there was no training bro oh the yeah the way that company ran its structure like it was on the job training so if nothing came up for whatever it was that you're supposed to know you would never know it you know mm-hmm. what i mean which is probably why that company i don't did it go out of business most of them i heard closed yeah a lot, of them, like a lot of them a lot of them ended up closing but then after that uh we we ended up working me and uh me and chuck started working at david Sachs. What is uh, uh, Dave and Sachs? It sounds familiar. Dave, David Sachs. It's David a, Sachs. It's a Clothing? theater. It's a theater company. Like they, ha- he has a bunch of theaters inside the the Planet Hollywood. So oh. he's got a bunch of shows. So I did the video. Chuck did the animation and graphics for him. Like After Effects. Like, after Effects. Oh. Yeah. He had like uh, these LED walls that uh, he wanted, um, you know, like motion graphics on. Mm-hmm. Bro, I had no clue how to do After Effects. And you were like, crazy. hire me. And you I, yeah, I, was like, I was like, I'm going to learn this shit. Well, no, I got a computer, they, man. <laughs> they, they wanted me to do that, and I was so not confident in After Effects. Like, I knew how to dabble, right? But I had no idea how to do it. And I knew Chuck had just gotten started, like, dabbling his feet in it. So I was like, I know a guy who's a pro at it. So then I gave him the, re- yeah. I gave him the resume. Shout out to Keem for that, man. I gave <laughs> him a resume, nice. and then like right it. on the spot, they hired him, bro. Feeding the homies. It was so dope. And then afterwards, we started, we both started working at cashman yeah i got, I got fired he, no no not at cashman wasn't it no at david Sachs, you got fired yeah david Sachs, i got fired and then what is i Cash, went to cashman, cashman is a the, the wedding video so so, oh. so so they do wedding photography and wedding video and cool. they have all the major contracts with all the casinos here in vegas so like oh, cool. they, like the mgm the mandalay bay so they're just Aria. like a turn and burn wedding company yeah, yeah so, it's so, not my style you, you have to you, 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 have, to, you have to tell them it's it's the fucking uh so it's like and this is why I, I kind of like live broadcasting because you learn it with those controllers because that's what it is. It's the three. Got a tricaster. It's the three cameras mm. in the wall that you you only like limited to these. Oh my god! And bro, it was like it was the corniest thing. So we'd do like six, seven, ten weddings a day. I've done twenty. Oh my god! And it's god, just like dude. literally every. But it's so one thing every I'm, every thirty minutes, sometimes every fifteen minutes. When I film one wedding with with like my team, I tell the client ninety day turnaround time. Dude, well, yeah. ten and twenty well, a day is like. Pfft. Well, the the thing is, these weren't either super complex either. So yeah. the weddings that we were shooting were basically like, you would meet with the groom five minutes before the wedding. You gave him the lavalier. You kind of gave him the whole spiel. And it was uh, just the ceremony being. It was just the ceremony, oh. so they would walk in. You would run the. So you had a whole system set up to where you would put a. Did it have like there. a button zoom? Yeah, yeah. No, all that shit, bro. We lived, bro. We lived on I those presets. I would have been memeing him just straight up, just super tight. Up, just <laughs> we lived on those presets. Like you can control them manually too, but a lot of the times it was just like click, and it would go to a wide click. It would go to like the ring shot. Why? It was you it had was them all so, It was a, it was a. Uh, Damn, that's a really sucky introduction into the film world. Yeah, the, well, that was actually that's like not yeah. creative at all. Well, well I think the, that's cool though. We were already doing video and whatnot before mm-hmm. that, but. Uh, it was just a job to get by, and that like the other thing is too is the funniest thing 
was like before I um, quit and went to Sapphire, I was like, I wanted to do videos because they had like, it was like a program from like the 90s. So the transitions were like the corniest like flames. Yeah, stars. Basketball going by. The the one with the the wipers, like the... What do you call it? What's the, the star the, wipe? The, no, the, the barn no, doors. Blinds. The blinds the went blind. on the blind transition where they all like turn. They like stars and and now data matching is cool again. So hey, the yeah. old transitions are making a comeback. Yeah. So we should work on a preset pack, bro, and put it out for download. Do the same presets that star everybody does. Star transitions are gonna be cool. Once Sam Colder starts doing it, yep. Oh yeah, everyone, everyone's Easy. gonna do star transitions. Everybody's gonna hop on that. Uh, it's gonna be like star transition, backflipping off a cliff into a water, and then star transition, hanging out of an airplane or whatever. You know, it's gonna be cool. But that, that that's enough about us. I have I had another question for you, bro. Sure, man. Uh, oh yeah. So we we saw you recently got like a studio space. Yeah. How did you go from from being a a, a waiter, bro, to to going full time with their freelance, to mm-hmm. now having your own studio space? Like, what was the what was the driving force that that made you decide like I need to get a space for my own? Um, well, the driving force for that was just like working from home is a blessing, but also um, a pain in the butt at the same time. Because mm-hmm. the first like three years, I didn't I didn't mind working. I have a laptop in my room. Mm-hmm. So I was like, cool. I just grinded it out. You know, it was just. The motivation was there and then after a while when you start working on a lot of projects and then you know when you work and you sleep and eat and play video games at home it's like mm-hmm. really distracting is it is it kind of um, hard to differentiate like when is work time and when is play kind of and, and and it sucks that i say that though because like the place i live now has like the coolest like i don't know if you guys will probably have gabe on here soon but like dude gabe's house is like my, which is the owner of the guy i rent from the mm-hmm. house is amazing it's awesome and it's built for creatives like yeah the whole living room is a wraparound desk with like monitors and like yoga balls. It looks like Google headquarters, like mini. Yeah. And we call it HQ. It's called headquarters, you know? So it's, it's really cool and it's inspiring. But like when I, I just got in this like weird routine of like where I wasn't motivated, I'd be at home, I'd wake up and be like, ah, you know, like, do I want to work now? Nah, I want to play some Fortnite. Do I want to, you know, whatever, World War II, whatever my little brother's playing online so I could play with him. Or I'd go eat, you know, I just got distracted really easy. Yeah. And um, in the house, the place I lived at before that, I had an extra spare bedroom that I had as like the editing music room. I'm like, oh, it was just nice to get into a separate space. Cause mm-hmm. I feel like for creative people, um, our environment is a huge oh, part in what shapes of what we do, right? Like the more comfortable you are in an environment, then the more you're, you're able to create and, and inspired to create. So I just felt like um, I was kind of looking for a spot with some homies. We could like split a spot, mm-hmm. um, didn't really work out, but I just got really lucky and I've been in there for like seven years. I've never had a space before. I got really lucky and someone just showed me a little spot downtown and I'm like, cool, man. It was like really small space and this like really ugly old building. And I was like, but this is cool. Like I want to build a really cool space inside mm-hmm. of this like really weird old building that no one's going to know like yeah. what's in there. Cause I don't need foot traffic. I just need a place where I can go and create and have friends come over. Cause I get inspired by other creatives too. Yeah. You know, I get inspired by you guys, musicians, whatever. I just like people who create things. I like them to be around me. So I just found myself going to coffee shops a lot. And I'm like, why don't I just get my own space, you know, make like a cool like editing spot. Mm-hmm. And I got lucky. I'm right next to two awesome coffee spots. I'm right next to Vesta and Makers and Finders. Yeah, we're going to have to so, go check oh, them okay. out. So you, oh, <laughs> anytime. So, yeah. I'm literally in an old locksmith building. So you're in the, on Charleston? I'm on um, California and Casino Center. Oh, wow. That's Dude, crazy. it was like this that's random crazy. little office from like where they made keys or something. And I put grass turf in there. Yes. I put palm trees. I put neon lights everywhere. I got like a neon ice cream light 
neon like green cactus lights i've got a huge editing like bay area in the middle i've got couches i've got free hanging swings i've got yoga balls i've got guitars i've got casio sk1 i've got mini cord keyboard i got a machine mk2 i've got ableton it's just a really cool space that i wanted to make just to like be inspired by and to create you know and just like you know light some sage clear out the air and then you know just create awesome stuff so i got lucky it's in a cool spot the rent was good, and it was month to month because most places were like three years. Yeah, most. And I'm like, you know, as a creative person, it's really we don't want to commit for that long, because the way we work is like things change. You know, we're like yeah. a, we're like a roller coaster. Yeah. You don't want to be stuck in one little square spot for three years. That's crazy. That'll drive. That's like working at, at an office space or a desk. Yeah. So it was month to month. I took it. It's cool. You guys are welcome to come by anytime you want. No, um, but it's cool. It's we'll like, it's there. hidden, dude. It's hidden because like it literally has an old broken locksmith building sign. And like, when I moved in, the guy's like, yo, man, you want me to put like your logo up there, like neon sign? I'm like, nope. I'm like, broken down locksmith building is perfect. You should have still like, taken the neon sign though, man. Take the neon sign and put it over your desk. That would have been dope. Yeah, that's true. Maybe I'll get something made soon. But So I see I see that, that you've been putting like neon signs in your in your studio. Yeah, I love neon lighting, man. I got to I gotta ask, like, is there like is there is there like a uh uh do you do you like are you into that super neon light thing or is it kind of like do you just know somebody I'm, that makes I'm them? into moody stuff mm. cinematic dude mm. I love anything that's like color color moody and I feel like my favorite neon combination is probably like blue and pink even though you see it on Instagram whatever all the time I just love it's my favorite I love color the way palette, neon bro. lights and it's got to be like a real neon light yeah um, even though gels work good too but also neon lights give off this weird I don't know it's just a cool like color um, but I mean, I use gels as well, all that stuff. I don't know, man. I just like cinematic, raw, like cyberpunk, mm -hmm. like is really cool. You know, like I like all that stuff, man. I just, I like grain. I love grain, man. Like I love to zoom in and like put add grain or whatever on Lightroom. <laughs> That's tight. Or I'm even so nerdy. I bought like true 60 millimeter grain filmed from a 60 millimeter camera. Like three years ago, Gorilla, gr gorilla Grain. Yeah. I spent like 250 bucks on it. People are like, yeah. "You're crazy, man! Go to YouTube." And I'm like, "Dude, it's the quality of the grain. It's one of those it's things. sharp ass it's grain. So okay. sharp, it's man. Grain. So I, I love all that stuff. Anything <laughs> yeah. cinematic. So, but yeah, neon lights are awesome. They create a mood. I like I like lighting that just creates a mood, creates a vibe. That's kind of how I feel about about just light in general. Like we could have just random, you know bright white lights in here but we like having like just color everywhere Dude, like the it, walls it just looks good it's man it's awesome you it's wake like, up you and never you're grow like, up you're like a kid exactly this is exactly how a, a, a kid would with a crazy imagination would light his house we need more philip hughes lights bro yeah i know man i i like my because like that's how my little studio is i have like all the neon lights and everything so i don't know it, it just makes it different because it's not a boring the vibe, like white I said, room. The environment i think it has something to do with like cool the way vibe. the way your brain works too and the way your your brain mm. uh subconsciously perceives things whereas totally. whereas opposed like if i go to an office you know it's all it's plain all and dead oh it's, yellow it's lighting. a horrible yeah. yellow light that's like typical i can't stand yeah. it whereas and no matter to, what white balance you put your camera on it's still just this gross yellow horrible light you're like oh. what is this who made this light like <laughs> i know exactly what you mean so that, that's got to be a the there's something subconscious in the brain man because i noticed like whenever i come home i'm just happier totally you dude 100 I mean? man yeah. colors so, we love we love all that stuff so chuck and i have both seen your your, your reel and your work and we, we've mm -hmm. known you for a long time we follow your work and you're really good at it thanks um, man. thank you one of the questions i had was has there been ever been like a like a big creative what what, what has been your biggest creative like hurdle or like you know like something you had to jump over like, yeah man that's a great question i have actually a really interesting story for that so, um, you know, obviously besides just making the jump to being freelance and learning as you go, 
I would say one of the biggest hurdles was um, just getting caught up in like a cool gig or something, I guess you could say. So basically, um, I went on tour with this artist group called um, called Galantis, or like a big EDM act, and mm-hmm. it was cool, man. They're really rad dudes. The team was cool. Like we're like a family. We're on the road for like you know a year. We went to like five continents. So like I was really blessed and happy to be able to get paid to do what I love and travel the world. Like that's insane. And you know the guys were cool and the music was great and the festivals were awesome. So it was really really great. Um, the only problem was what I noticed is like after shooting the same thing every day for a year. Even though we were in a different town, a different stage, it just felt very, it started feeling repetitive, I guess. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a really creative struggle for me. So, like, you know, a lot of people think, like, the struggle is, like, getting to be a creative person, do what you want. But I think the bigger struggle is, like, a, it's like a self-battle. It's like, you know, sometimes your brain just, like, it doesn't want to create. Or, like, we have, I guess it's, like, writer's block. Yeah. But, like, for creative, like, creative block, right? So just shooting the same thing every day, even though it was fun, it was amazing, and I had a great time doing it, um, creatively it was just draining me because I was yeah. like, my brain couldn't think more like, well, what's cool? I've already done this. I've already done this. It's in routine, and I was running, Yeah, routine. I was running out it's of things crazy, to do. It's crazy because Chuck can actually attest to that too. Yeah, because totally, I've, been, I've been doing like Commonwealth for like almost like two years now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I shoot the same venue all the yeah, time. It's, so it's, it's like, really hard to get. And I've tried It's a grind. I've tried everything creative, like jumping over the damn gate and fucking like holding my camera a certain way. And I'm it like. It turns into a grind, man. I can't man. do anything anymore. So it's, I think that's one of the biggest hurdles. And what happened was I ended up leaving the tour, even though I had, dude, I was getting paid amazing. Mm-hmm. There was nothing wrong with the rate. There was nothing wrong with the crew. It was just a personal thing. You yeah. Know? It was just something in me just said, you need to move on to something different. Like, like I said, you know, it, it was a great gig and I was blessed to have it. But just as a creative person, the, I would say the biggest hurdle was just I wasn't feeling happy of what I was creating. Mm-hmm. So I needed to move on to the next thing. So I left and dude, I'm like, it was a super awesome decision. Even though I missed the tour, I'm super happy because now I'm focusing on things that I'm cre- what I, I want to create and kind of doing a little more work based around like what I like. I feel like you've kind of stayed true to your morals, like kind of how the way you left your job because it just mm-hmm. it, it, it was. I mean, you did get fired, but the reason you didn't go back to to a job is because you felt you you felt that hurdle of like so, something's yeah. gotta be something's gotta change. Something's something's gotta, gotta yeah, be same as when I when I moved to Vegas, I was like something's gotta change, man. You know. So do do you see yourself living in Vegas like? for a while now oh, that's or? a great question man um I, I love vegas and i don't know if you guys are from here or not i'm born and raised but like dude people that are not from here it's a whole different planet for them mm-hmm. like people i live in texas would save up all year just to come here and blow all their money really so dude yeah like Dang. you can't you can't just there's no casinos like in a small town in texas like you can travel to places that have them but like dude vegas is one of a kind entertainment gambling uh nightlife 24 clubs. hours like, dude you can gamble Drink on the street, watch a show, and watch Calvin Harris in the same night. Are you kidding me? Like, it's a playground for adults. Ex- exactly. Yeah. So, like, you know, when I first moved here, is like, um, but but it's it's a new to me. Even though I'm not from here, like the city's still new to me. Even though I've been here like seven years now, it's still new, and I, and I like it. And it's cool. Um, I don't know. Where I'm, I don't want to like know where I see myself living five years from now. Um, because like who knows? Maybe like I said, I might feel like I'm trapped and I need to you know go somewhere else. But for now, it's cool. And we're getting like a, you know, we got a hockey team that did amazing, which adds way more to the city. And, um, you know, now we're getting like football team and not even just that. There's actually a lot of culture here that people don't see Mm -hmm. because a lot of people are just like, oh, casino, gambling strip. But like, dude, there's some really rad people that live here. Like there's a lot of people like you guys and me and other people in the community who like create stuff. And there's artists, musicians and filmers and photographers. There's a lot of people who don't really get a lot of spotlight that live in Vegas because you have so many different cultures coming together in one culture so it's kind of like 
a melting pot here. Yeah, there's so yeah, many it's people. It's a huge melting pot. Yeah, here. like you would never like know who's still, from Vegas. I feel like it's still in the, this city is still in its infancy, man. Like where, Dude, it where grows it's gonna so be, fast. and it's probably one of the smallest cities, like on the West it's Coast, a small, man. Big like city, like for for, sure. for as much traffic and foot traffic that Vegas gets, mm-hmm. the the size of the city does not reflect it, man. Like like you know, you go somewhere like L.A., you could drive for a straight hour, bro. Where here, if you drive thirty minutes, you're you're outside of Vegas. You know what yeah. I mean? Like no, totally, man. That's true. So. So outside of outside of like photo and video, like what do you, would you say? Do you have any like hobbies outside of photo and video that kind of help you? Um, yeah, man. If I'm not doing like filmmaking stuff, um, I like playing video games. I've always been a nerd from day one. Like, Fortnite. Uh, yeah, I play okay. Fortnite mainly. My little brother begged me to play it. He's like 15, so mm-hmm. I think like it's standard that all 15 year olds that have played Fortnite one, oh, yeah. at least once in their life. So he begged me to play it. You know, I was playing like World War II and stuff like that, Call of Duty kind of guy. Uh, but they just I like video games to clear the brain. I don't want to be like a streamer or anything. I just like to play games, man. Um, it, same with like going creating. You can create on games like Roller Coaster Tycoon. Oh my and god! Roller Coaster Tycoon, Classic. dude. Every creative's dream. Classic. So I'm not in my spare time. I play you know video games. Um, I go on Ableton. Um, I ride my bike. I love riding. My, oh, boosted board. I have a boosted skateboard that I ride everywhere. I don't vlog on it like Casey bro, does, bro. I've been, but I just love cruising on it, man. Real quick, what's the weight capacity on a booster board? Because I've been thinking about getting one. Um, I'm 290, and I can go like 25 on it. Damn. So, so I'm, and it and, and I can and I got so to if I get battery. two. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the board is a little, the board is a little flexible because it's a long board. Um, I don't know, man. I think you you could probably rock one. I don't know, man. Um, My dad bought me a, a a skateboard when I was like, I must have been like nine or ten, man only experience i've ever had in a skateboard i stepped on it wrong and i flipped back bro hit yeah my head i mean that's part of it that's part of skating action sports in general man you fall and you get back up that's the mentality you know like you so gotta you learn s- the balance you don't just you're not born with skate balance you gotta that's like true. learn it do you still bmx um yeah man i tried to it's been it's actually been a couple months that i've rode man but dude i, I always consider myself a bmxer from like you know the very i love riding man i even though i'm like i haven't rode I can still go to the skate park right now, drop in the bowl, hit a double peg grind, disaster. Like, you know, I mean, I was still throwing like tail whips like a couple of years ago. Even though I would ride like five times a year, I would do like go to the skate park, do a couple of tail whips, and be like, all right, cool, later. That's it, yeah. So same. I just, I love it, man. Um, and that was like one of the things too is like, I mean, want to be different. It's like every BMX and skate field, not all of them, but at the beginning it was like fisheye, 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 BX, fisheye. Like it was just like, <laughs> and I remember, I remember when I upgraded to, you know, when you'd upgrade to HD and the BMX skate where people were like, hate on you. Like, nah, HD is not cool. It's VX or <laughs> oh, die. It's gross. It doesn't, VX the, or die. the frame rate doesn't look right. It's weird. It doesn't do slow-mo right. You know, people just were talking mad smack. And I was like, even though I still have BMX, man, some of the filming just drives me crazy. But now a lot of people are getting more cinematic with it. You know, there's a lot, yeah, of, a lot of amazing clean. skate videos out. Like, I follow Chris Ray who does, like, stuff for DC. And I he think, shoots reds. I think um, they just did a video, I don't know, or a little project. I forgot what it was. But they got, like, uh, six different, like, uh, skate videographers. Mm-hmm. And they put each one on different ones. So they did, like, a Super 8 guy, a Super Red cinematic, a regular DSLR, oh, a VX. Dope. And they just seen how they each... You know, you film a project. Yeah, yeah. it's like, oh, that's kind of. It's always gonna be different. That's what's cool about making like videos and photos and stuff, dude. Like, no one's ever gonna take the exact same photo or video ever. Yeah. Like, I've I've noticed that because I've taken like inspiration from from Pinterest because like that's mm-hmm. that's kind of how like Pinterest to me is like the the Vimeo for photography is like also because yeah. you see a lot of different stuff that you can just search for like. I don't know black and white photography, and you see like all these different the way they use like the way I the way I look at it is the way they use light. How are they using it to to like show like you mm-hmm. know shadows? Like how are you, how are they controlling the light? Um, where was I going with that? 
Yeah. Why I use Pinterest? Um, one, no photos ever. Oh gonna yeah, be the same. exactly. No photos ever going to be the same. Sorry, I go off on tangents sometimes. That's cool, man. Go, uh, go for it. But yeah, but Tangent I try to recreate photos, and they always come out different. I yeah. don't know if it's like the camera that you're using from the angle that you take it at to the way you post process the image. Like it just comes out completely different. Yeah, I mean, you that's, know? that's the cool thing, right? Is like technically people don't hire us just because we're guys with cameras. Yeah, they hire what's in here. Yeah. It's in our brain like we so, come up with this stuff you know so you let, can make anything let's talk a little bit about that like because we've seen your work and you're pretty dope man do you thank you man do you how what have you learned about directing as far as like the difference between not directing a project and actually taking a physical role of like saying this is how you do things and um know. it makes a huge difference in the project um you know the direction is like a huge key because like you got to always have the right direction but, like, I would just say, like, directing stuff, your own stuff is just cool because, like, you're basically seeing the vision. Mm -hmm. And you're trying to help the client. You're trying to see their vision. And then you're trying to, you know, link their vision with your vision and make it work for both of you. Or if it's you're just like, for yourself. You're it's just, almost like trying to explain your imagination to somebody, right? Dude, you're yeah, trying to exactly. Explain yeah. What, what Director is a huge part, you know. Like, you can be direct anything. You can direct people how to um, film, how mm -hmm. to do photos, how to do art, how to paint, mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff. You know, you're just like, your creative mind is like directing something. You want to know what, what's crazy, man. And there's something that kind of like, I, I want to like, want to see from you. I want you to take a photography. Cause I don't know. I don't know. Like for me, what helped me learn about directing was photography, man. When I started doing portraits, mm -hmm. When you're working with somebody who who hasn't modeled before, or oh, maybe, yeah. maybe they're just pretty, but they don't really, they don't really model, you as a photographer need to direct them how to totally. be in front of that camera. And 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 if you don't do a good job, it comes across completely. Yeah. So like, I like, feel you, man. So like, you're that's right. one of the one of the interesting things is like I think, photography. Yeah. One of the big things about being direct director too is just being a people person, understanding people, how to talk to people. You know, you don't want to oh, be like, yeah. hey, man, turn your head that way. I'm not gonna tell you again. Like. Yeah, you don't want to make someone comfortable. You want to be like, hey, like that was great, but like if we can get one more take, but maybe like this, yeah, that'd be awesome. They're like, yeah, I got you, man. I feel you know, like, like that's every that's every director's like, uh, yeah, like hidden like, message. Like that's great, but let's positive, do that one more time. Positive, and then you know, but don't yell at people. Like yeah, you don't you don't work at Subway or McDonald's, yeah. whatever you know. That's like, why it's kind of it kind of scares me because it still looks like you know do, as doing like PA jobs back in the day. It, they were still like it was so many dicks I totally was man like, dude fuck, man i get hired for like behind the scenes videos sometimes and i did one for blizzard last Ooh. year um blizzard like was doing um what is that shooter it, game is, is it the the, the, the overwatch? overwatch 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 was like yeah. huge at the time they're doing like tournaments and i was like they were like you know they had the live stream guys but they were like we need blizzard wanted a cool recap video of the event that wasn't like typical live stream like on tripod robot yeah like <laughs> They wanted like someone to do cool stuff, you know. So like, I you know was on DSLR and I had a Kessler second shooter slider and glide cam, you know, all these things. I remember just like the vibe in the room because I had to film behind the scenes in the room where the guys were doing live stream, right? Mm -hmm. So they're not used to some young kid coming in and like getting the cool gig, getting the cool footage, you know? <laughs> yeah. And they dude, they hated on me, bro. Like they were giving me dirty looks. They were telling me like, don't film my face, don't film here. You know, you get really really bad energy, and that's yeah. just part of like proving people wrong. It's like when I, I remember when I first started, I had a roommate at one time. He's like, dude, your videos suck. And I'm wow. like, what? Yeah, he was, a, he was a dick. And he was like, your, your videos suck. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, man, your videos <laughs> really suck. Dang. But I always wanted to prove him wrong. I'm like, dude, I'm good, man. I promise. I'm good, man. Like, give me a chance. So I always yeah. like, you know. I think that's like, actually better because you don't always want yes, man. Yeah, you don't always want life. yes, man, man. Because you'll never get good. You'll be like, oh, I'm, I'm amazing. I'm great. But 
when somebody tells you your work sucks and maybe you need to like make it, yeah do something different Turn positive negative to I positive should. man mm-hmm. take that negative energy and be like okay well, i'm gonna prove them wrong i'm gonna make a cool video oh yeah you know and progress from there so yeah <laughs> but there's there's many people like that no matter what industry you work in whether you're like in food or whatever man there's always been people who just like are haters and they don't like the u- newer, younger, creative generation coming in, but that—that's one thing that I—that I will say, man, is uh, no matter how talented you are, or how good you are at what you do, if you're not—if if you're a dick, no one's gonna work, work with you. Oh, one hundred percent. You know what I mean? Like man. you can be the—you can be the most clueless dude on. I mean, maybe to a point. You know what I mean? But yeah. even if you're not that talented or that good, if you provide like a good attitude, you make everybody totally. else feel good. Totally. get hired thing, again. That's one thing that people will always remember about you is how you made them feel. Yeah, dude, one hundred Nobody's gonna ever wanna work with yeah. you. And like, that's one of my recipes to like success, even though like I'm not a speaker or a book writer or anything like that. But people, I have people ask me all the time, like, oh man, how do you shoot what you shoot? How do you get these gigs? Like, because I've always been a respectful, polite person and I've always been reliable and a hard worker, man. That's mm-hmm. it. Like I always work hard and I'm a cool dude. I'm not like, oh man, I don't complain. Like this gig sucks, whatever, you know, yeah. whatever. I mean, maybe it's my girlfriend if we're on the car ride home. Yeah, you could do different. it to close people. <laughs> it's couples, you got to vent, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. But, like, I'm not, you know, being addicted to people and stuff. So people, they're like, oh, well, this guy's a good worker and he's got a good attitude. Yeah. They'll hire you, man, no matter what you do, whether you work in a restaurant or you're a creative person. Yeah, you always, you you always got to have that person that you can just say anything to, man. Like, I feel like for me, that's yeah. Chuck sometimes. What? <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, 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 oh, yeah, we bro, always vent to each other. We vent to each other, but we also it's talk to each other. It's good to have two. Two um two eyes on certain things. Oh, so you'd be like, sure. yo man, is this yeah. photo dope? And Chuck would be like, nah, it's whack. And you'd be like, thanks, dog. <laughs> and, 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 I, and I know when, I know when he tells me it's the truth because he doesn't like ninety nine percent of my work. <laughs> so when he tells me, I don't me, like it. Do you? Oh, I thought uh, I liked your work. Oh, okay. Oh, oh damn. Sorry. No, but I'm saying we, like, gotta, like um, I, I know he because the thing is, me and Chuck talk trash to each other twenty four seven. But we we're roommates. We've we've been friends for how how long, bro? Five years, six years. Five or six years. Yeah. Like we we've, we 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 we've been through a, for a lot of things together. So like we we kind of like take each other for granted. But like we we also appreciate each other. But we talk trash mm-hmm. to each other like every day. But yeah, like in, but like in a funny way. Yeah. To where it's like man. anybody else would be offended, but to him is like he doesn't really care. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't give so, a fuck because I hate nah, my take work already. So if, so, if he t- so if he tells me he likes something, then I'm like, okay, that's probably good. Even yeah. though I may not personally like it, you know. Yeah, of course, and man. I, that's like something I kind of want to get on for you. Like, um, you know how, like, when did you find your style? Like, do you do you have Ooh, a time that's when That's a good question, found- man. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. another big thing, too, is like when you're doing something like film or photo, like you definitely want to find people you get inspiration from. 100%. And then try to use that. But you definitely don't want to like jack content or like steal an exact style. Mm-hmm. But I do recommend finding like, like find your favorite three people and be like, okay, what do I like from this? What do I like from this? And then make your own style. So yeah. one of the reasons that we make my style was watching um, Joe Simon do his thing and then watching Liam Underwood. And I just kind of took the two styles and I'm like, whoa, okay, one's like really raw and organic and one's really cinematic Mm -hmm. so i had this really cool like recap style if you look at my old stuff from like the twonk days and the you know the trap shows was really cool because i would show like a clip of him like walking the street being like yo man this food's really good and then it would like cut to like a like a random raw clip drop like you'd be like whoa what and it would go back to like this like glide cam cinematic so you're like it was just weird i was like like i have add really bad so i feel like it was like add but a recap video, which now is like really cool. People love that, and Instagram is out, and 
everyone has a short attention span. But yeah, yeah I good. pulled my style from other people. I, I think. Just I think I I don't care what anybody anything, says. Everybody does that for music for, sure. for any creative. Dude, anything like, you look at inspires you. Anything, uh-huh. whether it's art or picture or Facebook or a video, whatever. Everything you see, touch, feel, and hear inspires to what you create. Mm-hmm. But I, th- I think That's what crazy. makes it art at the end of the day is your own perspective on it, your own 100%, twist on it. One hundred percent. You know, like man. it's cool. Like like you said, you can you can go ahead and get inspired by your favorite artist, but as long as you add something to it that makes it your own. Totally. You know what I mean? Dude, totally, man. Um, yeah, just like do what makes you happy and be yourself. Because art is subjective. Oh you yeah, know what I mean? yeah, that's like a big thing people have to understand. I don't know. I don't know if you if you've ever, if you ever heard this, but like I, one of the one of the my favorite quotes is like, "What's better, uh, uh, qu- quantity or quality?" Now people would always say quality, right? One hundred percent. But I, I heard this one guy uh, Gary Vaynerchuk say quality, and when asked why, he said because quality. Oh, sorry, was it quantity? He said quantity, and when they asked him why is quantity better than quality, he said because quality is subjective. And I was like, damn. Hmm. And I think he's talking, because like the one thing about Gary Vee, he's a social media guy, so he's just talking mm. the perspective of just having as mm. much content as possible. Don't worry about the quality of it. Because Yeah, because yeah. there is a line where people spend too much time working on one thing to where they, no, get totally. tunnel, they get tunnel visioned in and they make changes that shouldn't be made in the first place. Um, totally, man. And, and I think one of, one of the examples that, they, that he used was he also, he had this rapper, uh, I think it was like Super Duper Kyle or... He, he had a big song on the radio and he had him on one of his episodes and he was talking about how like one of his biggest songs that made him go big is a song that they almost didn't even put out. It, w- it was a song that was on the back burner for the longest time and they almost didn't put it out. But when they put it out, it was the, yeah, one, it was the song that made him go big. That, that's really, yeah, you should like, you, yeah, put it out there, man. Put your stuff out there or, or you're never going to get seen. Yeah. Like if you're just like trying to be perfect and hold yourself back and never release anything, then you're never going to, no one's, you're never going to, no one's gonna see your work so yeah. i would say put it out there make it the best you can at that moment and then the next time you do something make it even do better it better but That's don't crazy. don't don't hold on to one thing and try to work on it forever and make it perfect see that, like, that and, and that perfectly segues into one of my last questions for you okay bro. cool what would you say to somebody who's out there who follows your work or, or may, maybe they're just finding you and your work inspires them but they feel like their work isn't isn't up to par to, totally, to, 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 to pursue it as a career or even just pursue it in general? Dude, I have a, a great actually answer to this question. And I just learned this story today because this random dude started talking to me. He's like, dude, at a restaurant, I was like, you, you look like you have good energy, man. And just started talking to me. And we started talking about like mandala effect and all these things and energy <laughs> and That's being tight. in the same tribe and third eye. Really interesting stuff. Anyways, I don't want to sound too hipsterish on you. Yeah, I was like, man, <laughs> um, shit. No, But no, it was I'm a random dude. <laughs> and he's like, dude, like this is most important is like, we're communicating, you yeah. know, he's like, whatever. Anyway, so the, I learned this story from this guy, so I'm going to give him credit. But the story goes exactly what you're saying with people who are, like, struggling to create or whatever, you know, make something perfect. So basically, there's there's a story, and it's about a tomato. And there was a tomato competition in this town, right, this small town. This guy's like, all right, man, he's like, I'm going to make the best, biggest tomato. I'm going to win this competition, man. And he goes to the tomato farmer and goes, hey, man, I'm going to get, like, the best seed and the best firm soil. I'm going to plant it and, like, That'll make the best tomato, right? And he's like, nope, that won't work. And he's like, okay, cool, no worries. Okay, well, what if I get like this seed and I get this and I put like a lamp on it? He's like, no, it won't work. He's like, what if I, what if I get this seed and I put it in a greenhouse? Like, man, and I, will I grow the perfect, most best tomato ever? And the guy's like, no. And he's like, why, man? How do I grow the perfect tomato? And he's like, you can't grow the perfect tomato because when you plant a seed, it grows to be what it is. 
So this, the moral of that story is, damn. it is what it is. Damn, that's deep as fuck. It's a tomato, damn, but it's not, that. it's a tomato, but it's its own tomato. It's not going to be the best. It's not going to be the biggest. It's not going to look like every tomato, but like once you plant it, it grows out to be, it is what it is. So I say with that is like, you can't change who you are. You can't make anything perfect. You can just make it to the best of your ability and put it out there. That's tight. Yeah. It's a really freaking cool story. Really and I told it, I'm like, dude, that's so amazing. Like a, a story from a tomato gives you so much knowledge to life it's like crazy damn and that actually was gonna be one of my last questions for you is any words of wisdom which you kind of nailed on the head right there man yeah totally man do that like i said put it out there um that project actually my last project if you look it up or link it it's called perfectionism yeah and the soundbite i got from there is from a, a macklemore tedx talk Mm. I'm really big on TED, TED Talks, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but Macklemore was talking about how, you know, don't worry about it being perfect. Just create because you love to do it and because it's fun. You know, yeah. like put it out there. And if it's not perfect, like I said, make make more art, you mm-hmm. know. And like you're, you're, there's only you. Only you're going to make that art. No one can make exactly what you're making. So the only person you should be trying to please so, is yourself. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, like other people too. But yeah, please yourself. Just be happy. Like... Don't do something because everyone else is doing it. If you really like doing one, like creating something a certain way, then that's you. Then, then do it. You know. Um, but yeah, I would just say just create just for fun. Put it out there. Be a good person. Work hard. That's it, man. You'll kill it. But no one's ever gonna see your work until you put it out there. There you so go. You heard it from thing. here. You put heard your it here first, out. people. Words of wisdom. Thank you so much for coming by, brother. Yeah, yeah man. Thank thanks for we're having me. We're going to go fun. ahead and link all your like your Instagram, your reel, everything down totally. below in the description. Uh, so if you guys want to check him out, he's at Dalton Campbell on Instagram. That's he's got me. everything, yeah. yeah. That's Yeah, on Instagram and then Vimeo.com slash Tiny Desert. Tiny Desert's like my new company. Ooh. Nice. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to create... I got tired of doing just solo gigs, so now I'm trying to do bigger, larger gigs. Yeah. So you get where I can bring other together. creative people. Yes. Yes. To kind of like build, build and do bigger projects and move on from there. So, because it's like I was Dalton Campbell LLC, but Dalton Campbell LLC can't be in two places at once. Right. But Tiny Desert can be here and here and take multiple gigs. So right. that's kind of like that look on that. So yeah, Vimeo.com/slash Tiny Desert. I've been posting in a while, but there's some cool Galantis stuff on there. Um, Perfectionism is my favorite piece. So if you watch that one, that one's awesome. It's got a mm-hmm. cool message behind it. Yeah. Um, well, we'll definitely yeah. post everything below so everybody can check it out and get to know. Totally, you. man. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, hit hit up Dalton on uh, Instagram, and yeah, uh, if and you have any more questions, like hit him up. Yep. And for you guys, smash that like button. Smash. Hit that subscribe. Smash, smash that. Like That's button. right. Smash it. Smash it. You know like, what? Literally. No, don't smash that like button. <laughs> I dare you not to smash that like button. Because people usually don't want to do. You know, what they, they tell they'll, you. yeah, they, they don't want to do what you tell them to do. Mm, so it's that's like, right. It's like don't a what, you what, what dare is it called? That that reverse, like psychology? reverse psychology. Homie. Don't you, you dare know. subscribe. Or if you resist it, just go ahead and smite, smash that like button, anyways. <laughs> smite that. <laughs> smite that button. <laughs> thank you for coming by, brother. Yeah, uh, man, we'll we'll have you on again awesome. at a different time and we'll, we'll talk crypto. Yeah, sounds good. We'll man. talk a lot of other shit, too. All right, guys. Yeah, more hipster stuff. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you on the next morning dinner. Every time I come in the kitchen, you in the kitchen. In the goddamn refrigerator. I sure am hungry.